0: Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station.
1: Hello and welcome. Today uh, we have Lee and Joy from the one and only Pop Evil here in our humble Rock Antenna Studios, which is really cool that you guys found the time, come here talking to us. We're talking about the new record Skeletons, obviously. And uh, uh, the first time I heard it, I thought like, whoa, that's a punch in the stomach. Uh, uh, it's it seems to be. We, we got to talk about this, but it seems to be a little bit heavier, a little bit more aggressive. And uh, uh, when I looked and flipped through the whole information stuff,
2: I realized you guys have a new producer. His name is Drew. And uh, yeah, um, is it him? You know, Drew, there's just something about the way he, he's just aggressive and the way he approaches recording and you know, g- guitars as well and drums. And uh, it's just, it just was awesome. You know, the thing's kind of fallen into place from there.
1: Which is funny because how much does a producer still have to say to you guys? Because yeah. you go, I know what I want. He goes like, no, you don't. Oh, what? Well, no, no. <laughs> you know,
2: your first your first album with him, you yeah. know, a, a little bit more because you know he's listening to you. You know, you're kind of feeling out. It's hard to say what you want to sound like when you have no idea what that is, right? So you know, you're <laughs> hate, going maybe. by like, okay, what's that guitar tone do we like? And then you know, once I like it, does the band like it as well? Is the band like it? Do I like it? You know, so it's just it's a it's it's a bit of um it's a bit of a lengthy process at first, but yeah, once we you know it'll be interesting to see as we move forward. You know, as we feel like. We finally have approached like the sound we've been trying to carry into the future with the band and yeah. with our fan base, and it just we, we again coming off of the pandemic as well. We were just a little more pissed, you know, with the anxiety, <laughs> depression we had. Like it was just time. Like we were just ready to ready to get on stage again and, and not just play music. We wanted to be involved. We wanted to like you know be, be energetic in the way we, we play our songs back to just let that kind of come out. So why did you
1: choose skeletons for a record title?
2: Um, you know, I it's the only record. For me personally, where I had the name kinda of going in, usually yeah. the the album's done and you're like, What are we gonna call this thing? And and I hate naming things as I'm sure gross no, the yeah. there you go. Okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or we'll call it Pop Evil again, you know, like so it just is uh, you know, we'll just do that. But it was just uh it just felt like man, like we wanted to focus on those things that make us similar. With all the just depression, every time I turn on, yeah. you know, the news or, or look at my phone, there's always some kind of an article or something to see that just reminds you of how scary the world can be. Like, I, we got into this to have fun, man. This is this is a, we're we're a rock man, metal band, like whatever. It's just we're not trying. We try to do this so we could get away from that kind of you know thought process, right? Yeah. Like we wanted to just think about you know, entertaining our fans and doing our thing. So it was, it was interesting, you know, especially Joey coming in. It's our first album with Joey and he's, he's very much a great writer himself. So just kind of his, 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 um, his his thought on lyrics you know that not a lot of people write lyrics like me joey does so you know when you have another lyricist like with you that can kind of look at things in a way that you do but Mm -hmm. in a different perspective like his language is different than mine right so like a guitar player playing gdc you know when i play gdc Mm -hmm. it sounds the same but when he plays it maybe he adds an a chord in there you're like oh my god this is great you know opens up a whole new word of (laughs) melody for me so it was awesome to just kind of um just come back and wanted to focus on the things to maybe help somebody, right? Like, why do we have to be, just because we wear black doesn't mean we don't care and doesn't mean we don't want to try to change somebody's <laughs> life? Because we get a lot of that. <laughs> we get a lot of that through the years. The people that have said, you know, we 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 um you know we were on the verge of you know maybe ending it all for our for ourselves, and you know your song helped make a difference, so, you know. And so we really take a big responsibility and in, and in, in having pride for that and try to help somebody. And, and I think we wanted to focus on the things that make us similar. And skeletons is the one thing we all have, no matter what race, gender, country we're from and i think that that really spoke volumes to us and of course it's in a dark morbid way who doesn't like skeletons in the scene right (laughs) so we do and it just felt like that was it and as we started to line up the music around it um it just it just became apparent that this was going to be a special record
1: so joy there's a one tricky question for you because you know since the record is named skeletons why are there only skulls on the record cover
0: Oh, I think we wanted to focus on the uh, mental aspects of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of how we were looking into it. I think too yeah. is like um, we're at a place in our lives where um, skeletons made sense because it was like time to deal with the things in ourselves yeah. that we wanted to, and and Lee was really steering the ship that way. Um, but I think you know skulls. They're just cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You got me.
1: Yeah. How was it coming in into this band?
0: It was. It was honestly. Uh, it was really interesting because I was at first it was coming out of the pandemic, so it was not only just the first time back touring, it was touring with a brand new band. But yeah. I, I mean, I have to say, Lee, he really, he really opened up his arms to me. And and he, when we started, his whole approach to me was that you know I don't want you to think. Any predetermined version of how you're going to be accepted into this band. I want all of you. I want the passion. You, you, you have an open floor here to be a part of this band and to be told that you know that's far into their career and have him be that open. Um, it made it like a family really quickly for me, and, and not that we didn't have um, you know conversations as to oh how we do things or whatever, but where we are now and the mm-hmm. place where we are now, I've never been in a space that's so strong. I mean, I've we, when we go to put our show on, we know this yeah. is the best pop evil show. It's accumulated thought of everything I've learned, everything he's mm-hmm. learned, and we're working together for the same goal. And, and that is to create this this great niche for our audience. Pay attention to our audience, you know, and I think mm-hmm. we've accomplished that with Skeletons. and So it feels really good. You guys have a song on the record
1: with the probably a guy named zillion
2: yes zillion yes, yes
1: zillion and you, yeah. you brought him along
2: on tour too correct yeah 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 i've never heard of this guy before yeah, i'm old please brand new brand new brand new in the states too so yeah. you know i've been working with zillion for a few years yeah. and um you know he came to me he toured with us i think in early pop evil days you know and oh, okay. and, and he kept counting me he's like you got to hear this demo you got to hear this demo and i was like no, I don't got to – there's always one guy in a band that's 100% their band, and that's me and Pop Evil. Like I live uh, and breathe 100% Pop Evil. So whenever I get any extra time, I I, I don't have the energy and, and the passion to do anything else. You know, People ask, what do you do when you get back home? I'm like, I think I just sit there numb, you know what I mean? Because I'm just so like – I just get a little breather. But he'd call me, and, and I'd always blow him off. I'm like, I just don't have I, – I, I, I can't, I don't know what you want me to do. You know, finally he's like, uh, he's like, if I give you $300, will you listen to it? And I'm like, (laughs) all right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right. Let me, let me talk to him, you know? So I called him up and, and and, and, we're buddies, but again, I just don't like talking music business when I'm off, you know? And, uh, and, uh, he kind of told me his vision. I said, well, look, you know, maybe I could, maybe, maybe I could help. I just wanted to see how serious he was. And I know he's, he's a lot like me, man. He's very persistent. He's a shark. He's, he's, uh. Very much passionate about his career, and you know we spent that we spent the pandemic kind of honing his sound and, and kind of um, you know seeing if we, how we were going to launch him, you know. And um, mm. he's just been crushing. We brought him on our first po- uh, uh, American Pop Evil tour mm. there after, after COVID, and he just crushed it. The fans, our fans, really, really love him. I mean, he's full of energy, a lot like you know fits the Pop Evil mold very well. And um, you know, he th- then he's like, well, you know, can you do a song on my record? I am like, okay, well, let's let's see where it goes. And his song's now blown up. We did a collab there. It's, it's you know over a million streams now on okay. Spotify. And then and 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 we might have some surprises tonight if you are coming to see us as well yeah. with him. And, uh, you know, and then of course, when we sat down, I said, well, look, you know, when we do the Skeletons album, maybe something, if something comes up, you know, I'll call you. Maybe you could do something on ours. And we had the song called Raging Bull that's, that his, when it comes to like a, a little bit of hip hop influence, he's perfect with that, you know. And mm-hmm. it just felt like, you know, maybe there's something for him on this track. He just nailed the collaboration on our album, too. So it just, it's been very organic, you know, since, yeah. since working with him. And it was just an opportunity to kind of get him exposed. And, you know, it just, I think, you know, like Joey said too, like we're at that place in our career that we, when we can help, we want to help you know and to help we can't it's not easy to help people by the masses sometimes but when you can pick the right people that you honestly feel like you can make a difference in their life it means a lot to us and zillion is certainly worthy and um he's got his new uh, he's got his actually new video launches today it's called chew i That's co-wrote right. i co-wrote with him so i mean you know, i'm really excited for him to kind of get that dialed in and uh you know we'll just see the sky's the limit for him though but he's gotta he's gotta put the work in so you know he's been really <laughs> right he he, know, he knows he's the a journey. baby but he he's, knows he's the journey. way now we had the pandemic yeah
1: And it was hard for everybody. It was hard for everybody. Mm -hmm. How did you guys manage to, to, you know, live through all those years? I mean, I mean, you had a record coming out, you know, on the on the verge of the whole thing, and then what yeah you it know? was rough
2: it was rough i mean we we had just finished um you know our sixth album which was you know had breathe again on it we we, we did work actually we released work and let the chaos rain at the same time yeah. and we released let the chaos rain over here in in europe you know and we were so excited i mean at that time too we were starting to get those influences of bringing the heavy back you know we were at that position with because you know, where we broke in the states radio was at a different place we were a radio band that's how we broke you know so yeah. at the time when we started heavier songs weren't getting quite played, you know, with bands like Five Finger, you know, uh, kind of kind of doing their thing in the States as well. There was this younger surgence of bands that were, you know, were that were coming over from Warp Tour, right? That, oh, that for were sure. that once Warp Tour was cancelled, yeah. it's like everyone flooded the rest of the markets, you know, and wherever you can get your foot in, you you put it in, you know, and so it was interesting. At that point, we had an opportunity, in songs like "You Know Breathe Again" went number one. I mean, we like to feel like we had a we had a little hand in in some of this heavier songs being able to break the radio airwaves over there in the U.S. So, yeah. you know, kind of now, now there was this platform for us to be like, "Wow, well, we can." We can show more of our evil side rather than have to just focus on the melody and the melodic side of pop evil. And I think that fans had forgotten. And it starts back on the third album, you know, on the Onyx album, which was our biggest previously. Mm I had lost my father. So I was Mm -hmm. in I was very pissed. I was very angry, you know, and so I was writing in that space. You know and then it was just I mean I don't think people really understand when people are in the darkness whatever that is for them how dangerous and scary that can be for someone. Mm. So for me it was very scary. I mean you start having these thoughts you haven't had your whole life and now suddenly you don't I didn't want to go back there. You know what I mean? So songs like footsteps be legendary were yeah, written yeah. you know just to take me out of that light. So I think for me the music's a journey about people's lives sometimes, and sometimes to be a frontman and a singer in a band, you have to live through it. You have to go through it to tell the story, right? Sometimes it's hard for me to see my friend go through it. I can, you know, and write about his journey, but sometimes it's a little bit easier for me to write about my personal journey, you know? And so I was going through that, going through that space, footsteps lifting me out, just trying to get some kind of light into my life. Then, of course, the pandemic hits and you you're thrown into this whole dimension now where all your sanity, your identity, everything that we've known for the past 10 to 20 years has been music and now suddenly we're the first to get shut down and now we don't even know if we're going to ever come back. So all of us are like, okay, can we go? I mean, dude, literally oh, no, literally, no, no. literally I remember our family saying like they thought it was just going to be like 2 weeks, 3 weeks at home. Yeah, suddenly suddenly after that our family's like, "So when are you going back on tour?" <laughs> like we didn't even know how to live in the yeah. real world. You yeah, know, it yeah. sounds stupid, but it sounds obvious, but I didn't even know what to do, you know, because I mean, other than the music, there's nothing going on for me, you know, because again, 100% pop evil. So those fears led to anxiety, depression, you know, the voices in your head, and then you start. You know, you start talking to the band, and you know, and then we had member changes. We started to realize, you know, we had a member that didn't really want to be here anymore, you yeah. know, and and be life, People's lives were changing, so once we did realize that, hey, you know, we got tours booked. We had a Europe tour booked. Then now, all of a sudden, a band member's not going to be there. You know, it's like, oh God, now what do we do? You know, so yeah. it was really great to have you know someone like Joey that 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 we 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 knew for a long time. I mean, he's we grew up together, so to speak. You know. So, you know, we called you and I was actually, the, uh, I remember the getting the call. They're like, you know, Joey Chicago. I'm like, Joey, he'll never play with the band. I go, he'll, he'll, we'll love him. You know, we'll find, cause we've always wanted to play with him, you know, and I may, and then he'll leave cause he's got two other bands, but you know, Joey coming in, I remember that first rehearsal, he's like, well, you know, I can stay, you know? And the cool <laughs> thing that we've, well, the cool thing that we've learned with Joey too, is like there's this surgence to like be supportive in this, at least internally with this band that like, it's not about, okay, we own you, you don't own a person, right? Like you still go, and I love, thing I love about Joey is he's created, you know, it, and he's been inspiring to me too, he's created, and again he's a bass player, so it's different from being a singer, right? Yeah. So he's, and, and luckily for me, he under he's the owner of his other bands too, so he understands my perspective as well as being in his shoes as well. So, you know, having him have his other bands and to use them with each other rather, and I remember even Blake Allison Who's a, a, you know his co-founder of some of his other bands A real close friend of ours Singer of Devour the Day I remember him, Blake being a little worried He's like, man, am I going to lose Joey? And, yeah. and then when he talked to me I was like, no, no, that's not This isn't about stealing Joey This is about you guys can. There's a platform now We can all share, help each other And kind of create this mini Seattle scene Amongst yeah. ourselves Where we could bounce ideas Write, co-write, bounce Like, hey, what do you do? So we actually brought Blake out and I'm like, look, you know, where we're hurting is internally on putting these shows. Like the technology has gone past us, you know? So mm-hmm. during the pandemic, instead of being depressed about what we were going to do with tour, we were focused on how can we make this tour better? Like mm-hmm. what are the equipment needs these other people, because like? Blake is a producer, so he understood this. It's like, oh, wow, okay, so these bands are, this will help here, this will help there. And we try to educate ourselves on some of the things we just, we didn't have time for because we were so busy touring, you know? So kind of having help. And of course they were picking my brain about things and what we're working with Pop Evil. So to have this kind of family now that we started to have that we hadn't had before the pandemic was suddenly we were kids again and it was like wow we're having fun man it's like wow we can we all these dreams that we had were now suddenly uh they were back it was like wow like this is all possible now and and being able to do it i remember blake came out for those first runs and he's saying actually we we're gonna go back and do a big festival in florida when we get back blake's gonna come out you know and so just just having that brotherhood of musicians that are super talented mm. that we can we can lift each other rather than being jealous of each other and i got this you got that uh you know th- that's gone. On here, like we all are, just very, we all want to see each other win, you know, and we mm-hmm. understand that it's different. And once we kind of uh, again surrounded each other and filled it with love rather than competitiveness, like this business is so, I, I can't say I know Joey. I yeah. speak for Joey. We hate the the it doesn't have to be competitive, man. Like mm-hmm. you can have our song on your playlist and you can have his too. What does it matter, right? To right. a fan, they don't care about that, mm-hmm. you know. But to I think the scene when you're in it, it can be so competitive sometimes. It, it loses its 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 kind of um, stardom for us like when we were kids it was like oh my god like here's this band there's that band you know there's metallic there's rage and you love for it and suddenly when you're in it and it's growing you know there's a there's a hate that we all had for the the business that just can really it's dark it's dark if you let yourself go there so you know feeling finding out about how to be happy in this business again and and we did that by just coming at each other and trying to be supportive rather than be so competitive so it was it, it was a it was a huge awakening for pop people during the pandemic so, Joey, how was that for you, being such a competitive person? <laughs> yeah, he, he You, he think, is too. you he think that's is. a joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I grew up that way, and uh, the, the way that uh, my family was, um, and, and honestly, the way that the, the business was, what, the way he speaks into, I, I felt that too. Um, But there was such a big shakeup during the pandemic of not just Pop Evil, but every band. And you could really see who wanted to be there from crew guys to band guys to leaders. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, from 10,000 feet, I agree with him. It's just it is a complicated question to answer the pandemic because it was such a massive change in our lives. But I, I do know this there is never been a pop evil show like what you can see now. Yeah, Like it is the best yeah. pop evil show that's ever been put on. And every person that's been seeing it is telling us that every night. And that just makes us feel like, I don't know why the pandemic yeah. happened, but I'm glad. Yeah, it did. I mean, here we are. Yeah. This is, this is, I'm glad where we ended up. I got to ask him one question. Was the been ever in danger?
2: I mean, I think what you're always, I think danger. you're always in danger, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. I think you're always in danger. I mean, we had, we had the record deal. We had some, you know, album deals that, that are, I guess somewhat secure but I mean yeah. look I mean let's be real in the States too especially there's so much of it there's so many bands that you, we always looked at it like you're one song away from going home you know and <laughs> and and being you know less relevant and to try to that's where you know I'm the most proud of Pop Evil is just being able to stay relevant all these years you know kind of like I'm a role model it's the Papa Roaches the, the, yeah. the Shinedowns the Five Fingers those bands that have like landed and and, and we got the, we got a taste of that early in our career touring with Judas Priest you know we just recently in 2017 were able to tour with Cheap Trick and poison as well. And when you talk to those guys, yeah. the way their their demeanor is, their language, you know, you talk to Rob Helfert, and, and th- there's a reason why they've lasted that long, you yeah, know. And yeah. you watch, I remember the, the, that first Judas Priest tour coming in, and and they didn't even show up till, you know, a little a hour or two before the show, and they're all militant about how they go about their, and here we are all drinking, hanging out. What's going on? You know, <laughs> like you realize quickly, <laughs> like, ah, that's gotta, that kind of behavior's got to go away quick, you know, or you're not going to, and, and we did, you know, we squashed it, and we got, you know, we got more healthy and, and it's been awesome because the world's gotten healthier too right yeah, it's cooler yeah. to be healthy you know back in those days it was all motley Crue like right you had to be it was cool to be it. wasted yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting, like puking like if you didn't have a story about how you puke last night and then i realized how can i sing after i've been puking all day like i can't you know well, so, we, did, we went and yeah. got those stories so they're done. done yeah yeah we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we definitely we have <laughs> some of those right so we, we accomplished that so but it just things change man like the, like you said you know it was just interesting it was the people that didn't really want to be in this business got out and so the the people that really did really like teamed up together and we realized during that off time that like look this is what we want to do you know and i think we came back with a more passion for our fan base a more passion for each other because you missed it all suddenly words like we were like man Joe, I miss you, man. Like I haven't seen you. Yeah. I haven't seen you since that last FaceTime call or I haven't seen you since, uh, you know, like uh, this language was changing. Like I'd never seen it before in this business than I've been and I've been in it since I was 18, you know, and Joey as well, yeah. that suddenly it was always like, you know, if you respected your buddy, you never told him. It's like, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, cool, see yeah. you, good show. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now it's like, bro, you slayed it, bro. Yeah, Give me yeah. a hug. You know, it's yeah. like you killed it, dude. Like, there's that language that, like, it just makes it more fun, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're still kids at, at heart. Like, we're, we're playing yeah. music. It doesn't, I, I, it doesn't have to be. You either like our band or you don't. That's cool, dude. Yeah, like, and and being able to say that, like, I get it. Everyone likes Metallica or Rage They're the iconic bands, but they came up in a time where rock and metal was king, right? Yeah. Now it's smothered with all these and these nothing against these other genres but if you go to the states it's country it's hip-hop again great genres but what about it's just someone's got to get pissed in a way right like it's got to be like look and and we come from a country that prides itself with freedom of speech yeah well who decided that people that speak hard rock metal our voice matters less yeah. like what what the, what, the, what is that right so i think we took a chip on our shoulder to be like look like we we're not going to just change it you know uh, uh, by doing the same things yeah. we can do it and if it's never going to happen for us maybe we can be we can trigger like other bands to understand like you don't have to become a same thing by bringing zillion up mm-hmm. like we don't have to bring him to our show and put him in a room by himself and give him just water <laughs> why don't you let him hang in our room like, you know, cause these, 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 these younger bands are fans of your band, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. so why not let them experience a little bit? Then they go home leaving and being like, wow. Like, cause I remember we've done so many tours where you get thrown in these back rooms and these are your <laughs> bands you idolized. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, why are you put? why are you treating us like dogs? Like, but I think there was a, uh, there, it was, a, it was just a pecking order of bands internally that, well, that's what this band did to us when we opened up for them. Yeah. But I'm like, it, it, we stop that. Like, yeah. this is fun, man. These are new artists. They want to get involved. Then they leave going, dude, that Pop Evil 2 was lit. Like, that mm-hmm. was so crazy. We hung out with them. We had, they, now they have stories, man, that they'll, they'll yeah. tell their kids about, right? Yeah. And so if we can't be the next Metallica, because it's not – I don't even know if it's possible the same way. Even some of these big bands, Ghost and these oh, bands yeah. that are playing stadiums, it's just a different era, right? Yeah. The rock star is yeah. different, whatever the – that means right whatever that means so when you're in the middle of it it's like joey said too we just are focused on our pop evil fan base man like that that's all we have you know and if that's one percent great if it becomes one point one two 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 repeating then that's what it is man (laughs) like it's not okay like that's all good dude like we get to make music for a living and the true journey is us behind the scenes trying to make music that can start by helping us and songs like eye the storm on this album skeletons now that is our new single like like they're they they they're, they're a year old for us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, these songs have already helped us, which I think is great because when the, we first wrote these songs, like I wasn't in a position where I was ready to sing them. You know, I was still going through it, you know, and still certainly going through it as well. But now you're at this point where you're like, it, it feels it feels honest. And you're like, okay, look, we, we can, I can tell the story as I'm going through it now that I've had time to process, you know, and try to hopefully get some chance to heal. And then when you see these people, like we saw last night in, in, in Cologne, like it just, the way these fans, and again, we haven't even been to Europe since 2019. Yeah. So it's been to see these people come and pack in the rooms when, when, you know, pre-sale was just, I mean, it was cool, but like now see, and even Paris was another one. Like it was, I remember getting the call, I'm like, how's the tour? It's great, great. And Germany, of course, always is, is one of our favorites of course Because this country Just understands Rock and metal Differently mm-hmm. than the rest Of the world Just period You know I mean Like we dreamed When I was growing up All I would do Was watch Rock em Ring On MTV Rock em Ring Rock em Ring Like oh my god Like what's that We were the rock dudes Watching that stuff Like we weren't watching Like MTV Unplugged And Acoustic Like we were watching Like uh, you know the, what the metal scene was doing over here in Germany, and yeah. that was uh, what we dreamed about. You know, so it wasn't about going to some American festival. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know, and now of course, you know, uh, you know, with Danny Wimmer and the festival scene over there in the U.S., it's it's incredible, remarkable what they've been able to do uh, to create a platform for us yeah. in the U.S. Now, but we still, you you guys are 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 the are the big boy of the festival, and right here in Germany. So, but you know, seeing that, you know, I remember getting the call that Paris was going to be probably the, the 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 slowest on the tour. Paris was sold out crazy through the roof. The other other day and i mean it just it's interesting because coming off covid for us there's a surgence of energy and this like this passion differently but for the fans too and we were talking about that in france it's like because france used to be kind of like new york city in la like they stand there judge you (laughs) (laughs) like are you like are you worthy? You know now, now. they're like they're letting their hair down <laughs> loose, like going crazy going through the crazy, whole thing. You know, and I and they were competing with they were in mosh pits during the ballot. You know, it's like they're <laughs> skeletons, there, and they're like, oh my head oh, button. You know, it's just it's just like wow. You know, it, it, it just it's just. It's fun, man. Like, again, it just, I don't know how else to, 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 else to say it. You know, there's, sometimes you don't need that big intellectual response. It's just like, yeah. dude, it's just been fun, man, to come back. And it's just a reminder, you know, to our label and to our management, to the band that, like, look, we need to make this, you know, a one or two every album cycle event, you know, to get over here. And, you know, when we talk to our friends that are big over here, they all say the same thing that you just, you gotta keep coming, man. And, and I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of excuses why we can't come, but we gotta make sure it's a priority and to keep it growing.
1: Which was the most difficult song for you to write for Skeletons? The, The most difficult song to finish? You want to start? Oh, which um, one of Joey's songs was for? But... <laughs> the Joey songs were fun,
2: yeah. man. I'll tee yeah. him up a little bit. So Joey, I, I, I normally don't write with anybody but my producers and yeah. the band. The band sometimes, but they don't really write lyrics, you know. So I was really excited about getting Joey because before he was in the band, we had done a tour together, and I was really hopeful to write with him and Blake because yeah. they're you know a duo. They're, they're really talented, and I'm a big fan of their music on their other bands. And and finding guys that you click with is a big part of that, you know. So. Um, the the first song is really cool. Uh, the, Joey comes in to the rehearsal session with me. Uh, we're on tour, and he goes, "Dude, I just wrote this song for this other band." And that's what I love about him too. Like he's he he's always bragging about his stuff, which most people sometimes they're shy. They're shy. They're like, "Well, I don't want to piss him off and think that I'm all about my band." You know what I mean? Like he you know, and it was a dangerous time because like he's just getting to meet us, but he's just so Joey Chicago by. He's like, "Dude, I just wrote this song." He's excited. Why shouldn't he be? You know, and I I I'm just I see that. I love him for that. And he's like, I just wrote this. We just wrote this song for this band. And, and I want you here. I'm like, oh, my God, play it for me. You know, and it's a song called Wrong Direction. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm like, wait, who'd you write it for? Oh, we got this other band. You know, we're writing this. And he's trying to get paid. He's working, you know, he's living his life. I'm like, I'm like, OK, yeah, that's cool. And then I'm like, well, send me it. He sends me it, you know, and I go home for the off time. It's like three, a month goes by, and I'm listening to it with my fam, and you know, everyone's in my car. I remember I have this event, everyone's in my car, my homies and my, my fam, you know, and, my, and they're all going, you know, I found the world is now in the wrong direction. I'm like, wait, what are you guys saying? And they're singing the song. I oh, was not even listening to it. And I'm like, they're like, play wrong direction. And I'm like, oh, Oh, Joey's song? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So we play the song, and they're singing it word for word. They probably didn't know the words, but they're humming it. And and I get back and see Joey. I'm like, hey, man, like I got to have that song. (laughs) And he's like, well, I don't don't know what I can do. I mean, we gave it to that other band. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, I'll just write another one. I'm like, no, no, I need that one. Like, I don't care. You have a, like, just give me another version. And then so finally they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then, you know, he's excited. They get it fixed up. And I go, not only do I want the song, I want Blake singing with me. Because, you know, it's it's our first tour we ever did we toured with their band, you know. They brought us out with Egypt Central, so we toured with them. So it just meant a lot to me. Again, this album was for me too in a lot of different ways, you know. That I wanted to be selfish to just let myself heal, and I really wanted, you know, a Joey and Blake song on the on the album that because that, it was so organic and natural. It's a fun story. And then Blake was like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Dude, you got to sing." And then not not only did it turn from that, I remember the label and the managers and even Drew, a producer. He's like, "Okay, well, you'll re sing the chorus." I'm like, "No, no." I'll do the background on the chorus. You know, I mean, let the fans hear, because I was such a fan of how Blake was singing the Man. chorus, you know? And Blake's like, really? you want?" Me? I'm like, yes. So it was just, it just was amazing how that, and I'm giving you the backstory, and then he can tell you. And then Dead Reckoning, <laughs> fourth quarter, last song. Um, uh, we, I had a battle, because, you know, management label, everyone's like, okay, we got to read this brand new song. I'm like, no, Joey's got Dead Reckoning sitting right there in the pocket. We're not going any. That's the, that we're going with dead reckoning. And Drew, you know, and I'm battling this, trying to nurse it. And then finally, you know, we get it and Drew, we start doing it at the end. And, and, uh, Joey, jo, wasn't even there. You know, we finally finish it and we get the part. And I'm like, dude, we're going to put, and then I remember saying to Drew, I'm like, hey, man, how, how, I want to push this. So how, how heavy can you take pop people drew? Like what's it going to like, I've been, I've been always pushed away from it. My whole career. I go, I want you to lean into it. And we did it. And then after, you know, my parts were all dropped. He's like, I'm like, there's gotta be somebody. And he goes, Ryan Kirby, I know who it is. Let's send it to him. We send it to Kirby within 24 hours. He's got his whole parts done. I sent it to Joey with the big... I'm like, dude, just listen. And we were both like, wrap it up, put it on the yeah, album, yeah, yeah. done. So it was just, that's kind of my side that teed him up. So I'll let you kind of tell his side from that. But that, <laughs> yeah. that led to it.
0: That led to it. I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. when you frame it as like what was the most difficult, I think it, yeah. the only thing that was making um, the record feel... Uh, difficult was just that we were trying to get it done in such a quick amount of time because eye of the storm we'd released it and then it just it went to number one and so the fans the label everybody wanted a record but but lee along with myself we there was a certain quality control that was happening and and lee had blake and i come out to la and when all of us were together it's one of my favorite times of making the record because it's not really that it was difficult it was actually just kind of a race against time Mm -hmm. and a quality control and the fact that it ended up the way that it did, and that we had so many guest artists, i mean. It's honestly one of the easier records I've ever been a part of. To be real, like it wasn't actually difficult. We were having a great time. Yeah, Drew's got a quality taco spot like a block away. <laughs> that was I the hardest, was eating so that great was the, tacos. That I was, was right. the hardest music, part I was smoking cho- good weed. I yeah. mean, it seemed like a good time. I don't know. The, the, hardest, part choosing, yeah. the hardest
2: part was choosing the tacos. Yeah, right. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> do, I, do I get the melted cheese again? Yes. Do you give it to me? You know, you throw a topo Chico yeah, on top. There's yeah. nothing difficult about it. But
2: yeah. on a serious note, having it for me, it was so exciting and so fun because i had so many great writers and thinkers creative people around me were we knew we just knew we wanted guitars it was almost to the point where it was like look bury my tuck my vocal on the mix man mm-hmm. guitars first Good. you know so the just the mentality of where we are you know like we know we know our live show like everything was about the live show you know mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like we're writing these songs sure we want it to be you know heavier we want we want it to be a totally um a, a different like a creative like force in our catalog. We certainly wanted that. But for the most part, we wanted to write music that was going to really change the way we put on shows. You know, so when people come, people that come to live shows want energy the whole time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They don't just want great songs. They want to be involved. And and we're big, firm believers now. We even went back into Vegas, like looking at these Vegas shows compared to concerts we've seen and then like how we left and what we felt like on each, you know, and when we left these Vegas type shows, we left going, wow, I want to do that because you just feel a part of it, right? Yeah. You feel a part of this, like, the, you feel a part of the brand and whatever they want you to and whatever that show is, you know? But sometimes in concerts, you leave like, yeah, that was cool. That was great. They're talented, super cool. But you, when you leave a show, like a, you're like, holy cow, you're telling your homies about it. You're like, dude, you got to go out to Vegas and see yeah. that. You got to go see that, you know? And like... Yeah. We understood that like, look, we, if we're going to do that, it needs to start now when we're writing and being creative and how we can take this. And we're already talking about that with things that are coming in for the next album, things that we want to add to the live show that we need to add to the record. I know Joey's had, I mean, we talked for a few hours on that, you yeah, know, yeah. La- in that last tour that he's just, the ideas keep flowing. So, you know, we're, we're just excited about just this, this new version of us and really giving our fans an opportunity to have some stability with our sound, you know, moving forward.
0: I think, too, Germany and the rest of Europe, it's really dictating decisions that we're making. There's such a passionate Mm -hmm. love of rock music here, and the crowds and the energy that's transferred back and forth, it's not Mm. something you can ignore. Mm. And so for us to see the heavy being responding here, to have the fans respond, and we're having so much fun writing it, it's like the band Mm -hmm. being new again, even 20 years later. So... That's really, really exciting as well. That yeah. that this there's such a force happening here across yeah. that it is starting to dictate how we write the music. And you know, it's, it's a world worldly approach, and that's exciting for us.
1: How long did it take the guys to convince you to spit fire,
0: spit hot fire? <laughs> that, I grew up in Chicago. I'm still convinced. Yeah, no. If anything, they had to convince me to shut up every once in a while. <laughs> I'm a blue-collar salesman's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Give me something to sell. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. where I came from.
1: So after the pandemic, all bands go out and everything's lovely because they all want to go out and tour. But uh, let's say in two or three years' time, do you see yourself caught up again in this ever-going cycle, you know, record tour, record tour?
2: I hope we're in that cycle because that's our, that's our life, you know? And, and I love the fact that we're doing, you know, if you think about your your legacy, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, we don't really have time to think about it. If you really take the time, since you asked the question, like being able to record... I mean, there's something worthy in being a. Hey, we did, we're we working on our tenth album. We're working on our fifteenth album. You know, I mean, to yeah. me, to me, our idols. Th- th- those are what our idols were doing, right? You know, like they're, oh, they're working on their wow, their tenth, their their twelfth, their, their, their you know, their 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 twentieth record. You know, it's like so. I but I think the new norm. Getting, I think, what we really think about is like how releasing music has changed now, yeah. moving forward, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay. Uh, we have one more album on this album deal and then it'll be interesting to see, are we going to do, is this going to be more of a singles deal that we work out, you know? I mean, and I'm open. Like if you ask me, I'd rather do a single or an EP and that way we'd have that extra money granted they probably wouldn't give you a deal worth the same amount of money but (laughs) if you could get it you could do you know one to three songs and then you'd have some excess money to release videos because there's a surgeons now like i remember this story that i always tell a first time ever to germany never i always tell my people back home right so my friends back home be like tell me about europe and i'm like i'll tell you one story from hamburg germany our first time ever we played and we're on the reaper bond you know it's amazing Mm -hmm. you know and um we play this headline show in this basement. It was it was unbelievable. Pack sold out. It was one of our first sold-out shows ever to Europe. So we're all excited. We're like, Hamburg, hey, Germany, it's all this is great. What's going on? You know, and this is rad. So we show up, play the show, and we get done. And there's still it's like a soccer game, chanting, cheering, encore, encore, encore. We're like, we don't have any more songs. Like, what are we don't what are we gonna play? We don't have and I'm like, I don't know, but figure it out. We gotta play something for these people. They're going crazy. Let's go. So we play this so we play somebody like you which is like a song that we never released it's on our very first record and it was the song that basically got our break in michigan you know Mm -hmm. it was the song that blew us up that got us our break so i'm like well we have that song can we play that you know and so we're like yeah let's play somebody like you we played somebody like you they sang every word I'm like, how do they even know this? So, you know, we learned a big lesson that day that like Europeans aren't waiting for music. They're going to find it, you know? And YouTube was a very powerful tool that people are going and using in those days. So there's this push that we have for our music videos to really make them valuable because there was a moment in time, and I don't know, Joey can speak for himself, but like- Labels were kind of blowing off videos for, for rock bands. You know, it's like, oh, we'll give you 10 grand budget. 10 mm-hmm. grand budget? That'll get tickets for airfare to uh, LA. How are we going to do a video then? You know, so th- they they really were like- you know, and then of course you see all these big bands that have budgets, and you see these million-dollar budget videos, and like, how do you compete? You know, and that's truly, in my opinion, if you really want to brand rock stars, that's your only window to do it in a visual, right? Because yeah. you know, a lot of times if you see us on stage and in, in, in the summer in a festival, it's it's ninety degrees out, you know, one hundred degrees or whatever, you know, twenty degrees Celsius, whatever it is, you know, it's super hot. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you, you don't get us in that. Some of us are just wearing whatever we can to just play, but you know, in a music video, you can really get that we can be the characters you know and, and put ourselves in that in that vein and so I would love to see us do you know a few songs at a time, and then after you've released you know ten songs, then you could wrap it all up as an album. Mm-hmm. Now fans are more interested, right? They're, I know like five of those songs. Oh, I got to get that record. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm, I'm we're open to whatever, but it'll be interesting to see where, where 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 that push comes from. But but as far as releasing albums quick and whatnot, we're ready because again these these songs are a year old for us, so we're ready ready to kind of get into that process and get dialed in. So it's all good. <laughs> I think I have no more further questions. Your honors. Uh, thank you for being here, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us. And all the listeners out there, Pop Evil, we love you, man. We're grateful. Thank you for the support throughout the years, and we'll see you tonight.
0: Whole lot of talk. The interviews
2: that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.